Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja, and today I have Laszlo on. He did happen to, you know, make up his interview. Thank you so much for joining us today, Laszlo. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for having me. I know it's a long time coming, so. <laughs> yes, we, we had this interview planned for like practically a year, and <laughs> I... I, I know something came up last minute and I'm, I'm sorry you couldn't make it, but I'm glad you're here today and glad we're able to get this interview out there. Um, so go ahead and share with us a little bit about your journey um, and what you've had to overcome. Uh, I know that today we're talking about perspective and how that can really, um, you know, improve your life and improve the quality of your life. So. You know, how did you how did you come into practice with using perspective in your daily life? Right. Um, so for listeners out there, yes, my name is Laszlo Heckler. Uh, so I was born in a different country, you know, Hungary. And then um, I moved here to the United States, lived in New York for 20 plus years and currently uh, live in Tennessee. So, uh, well, let me, let me explain a little bit about how it, how it began and then um, the process of how I changed my outlook. So I was homeless for about uh, six years. Um, and when I mean homeless, I mean on the streets homeless, not in a car. I wish I had a car, you know at those times but and then you had a brother and sister with you too so your initial thought might be you know uh why is this happening to me and you know, you know dear god can can things get get any worse and we know we've said these before you don't have to be homeless to say this we know in our minds and hearts that we have said this before multiple times, you know, can think it any worse and why is this happening? Those are the only two most phrases that we often say, we find ourselves often saying. And one of the things that eventually, and, you know, obviously I'm still practicing this because nobody's perfect, so, um, is realizing that is it really, like, is it really difficulty? Is it really difficult doing what you're doing? And what I mean by that is, so initially, like I said, I said, you know, why is this happening to me? Can things get worse? But what I should be asking myself is, what can I learn from this experience that's going to better me in the future? and strengthen me in the future? That's the better question that, that we should be asking ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's how you go about changing your perspective, by yeah. asking that question, you know? Because when it really comes down to it, and this is what I found out, difficulties, setbacks, mistakes, you know, getting a DUI, you know, doing things that you know you're not supposed to do, or, you know, just making bad choices. You get the point. All these scenarios, all these situations, initial thinking is, well, this is going to step me back. You know, this is going to put me back. And like I said, if we just think, well, how is this going to help us? Yes, I made a bad decision. Yes, it was a, it was a bad mistake or, you know, I messed up, but how would this prepare me later down the road? Because one failure, one mistake, it might put you back one step, but what it's really doing with that changing of perspective is that it's allowing you to take 10 leaps forward. And had you not had those difficulties, those mistakes, you may not have been able to do that. Mm. Just take those 10 leaps forward. And that's what, I, that's what I have found myself doing is 
taking those mistakes, taking those failures, and putting it into perspective. How is this going to help? So that's that's literally what I've been doing, and I I recommend you know people so, doing that. Yeah. So when when uh, how old were you when when you were homeless? Yeah. So I was since birth. Uh, Okay. To, yeah. So your first your first six years of life, you were homeless. Yeah. So yes. were were your like your siblings taking care of you there? This um, must have been hungry, oldest. right? Yes, I was okay. the oldest. Actually. Yeah. So uh, I was taking care of them. Um, it's not really something, you know, that. I mean, you gotta you gotta realize these were painful times, and you know there are mm-hmm. things that you do during those times. You gotta do to survive: stealing, cheating, lying. You yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. So, um, you know, some some things I don't want to remember, and some things I'm um, I'm proud of that I went through it because it changed changed me in a better way. Yeah, and I I think sometimes people lack that. Uh, for example, I do motivational speaking, and I did uh, speeches for a company, Berkeley PharmaTech, wonderful company. Uh, love what they're doing, and breakthroughs in medicine and science, awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. And their students, their interns, were from prestigious uh, universities: Harvard, Yale. Uh, John Hopkins, mm-hmm. and my initial thought was, well, why do they need me? Like, I'm just a homeless kid. Who am I to give them advice to motivate them? And as I talked to them, what I found out was that they were struggling to be motivated to to get on to the next level. And most of the questions were, well, how do you face difficulty? How do you push through? Because a lot of these people haven't faced those kind of difficulties as language barriers, relationship barriers, learning Mm -hmm. disabilities, uh, uh, all these different type of barriers that actually propel you forward. Having difficulties in your young life, in your, you know, whether it be like when you're a child or when you're in your teens, like people don't understand. Yes, we want to, we want to protect our children. We want to give them the best, you know, available, but difficulties and hardships really shape individuals for having the fortitude to get through struggle. It really straight shapes individuals to be able to problem solve. It shapes individuals for having like a really rounded social interaction because they have comprehension of struggles that maybe other people might have where other people would judge those people for their behaviors or their you know how they talk about their life or whatever go to somebody's house and see a situation if you've had any kind of situation that's difficult and you've had to come through it whether you've overcome it or you're just making the best of it you're able to see other people with a a more compassionate perspective and i think a lot of children that are sheltered that you know aren't aren't put in situations that challenge them to really challenge their ability to come through the other side i think they lose a lot of the ability of like overcoming their own challenges i think a lot of kids are faced with um, when they actually do have a challenge in their adult life, they don't know how to, how to like, you know, what do you do? Now this horrible thing has happened. I'm in this horrible marriage and I don't know what to do about it. What do I do in this? You know, and I know that struggles for me, I've been through a lot myself and um, I, I haven't been homeless in the way you have. I, I I lived out of my car with my partner, which is a Fiat. So you don't have much room to live out of in a Fiat. So I I, I know that struggle. I lived out of my car for a year and that, man, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I just, I, I know that that was not my biggest struggle. Like there were much worse struggles that I, I needed to go through 
for me to have the perspective that I do now to know that no matter what I get into, no matter what problems I face, all it takes is me, you know, you have to mourn, you have to grieve, you have to go through the motions, yeah, but you then when you're done, process, right? yeah, you got to go through the process. You got to cry. You got to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. you have to, you have to get to the acceptance phase. You're like, you know, a little bit of denial for several weeks, several months, several years for some people. And then finally you have to go, oh crap, this is my situation. Now, yeah, how do I overcome it? Comes. Yes. Yeah. How do I overcome and this issue? Yeah. And then it's, it's embracing it and starting to how do I weave through this with the tools that I have, with what I have available to me? And sometimes you do have to use those skills of, you know, um, not necessarily lying, but understanding information is power and knowing yes. when it's appropriate to conserve that information to get through certain struggles or to share information with certain people. Um, knowing that resources are usually available, you know, um, it's, yeah, perspective is you have to have a clear mind to get through any struggle and you have to accept your situation and understand there's a problem to ask for help to get through anything. So I think this is such an important, such an important topic, especially now it, with COVID and, and yeah. people's struggles with their relationships and their job situations. And finances, yes, absolutely. It, it, it takes a, uh, it puts a toll on people. We're repeating the same thing, but I don't, I don't think people really understand um, how important it is. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends, but um, so for exercising, for example, right? Mm -hmm. If you do the same motion and you do it at a at a pace and at a weight that you know you can handle, there's no growth in that. There yep. isn't. There's something called progressive overloading, and you know, for the most people that exercise and are familiar, with that, they understand this. For the people that don't exercise or, you know, haven't studied in the fitness center, you don't understand this, is that you've got to increase the weight. You've got to go through the struggle. You've got to have that. You've got to sweat yep. to get that extra uh, uh, difficulty, extra uh, weight on. And, and that's what's going to push you to uh, new heights, new growth. So that's that's how life is too. Not only that, you, you have to, to circle. You have to change the muscle groups you're working on. If exactly. you're only doing your arms, you're like, okay. Even though I'm doing my arms, I'm sweating. Like, you know, if you do that every single day, first of all, you're going to cause a lot of tear to your to your body. Right. You know, and it's the same with life. As I'm sure you were about to segue into before I, yeah. you know, it no, lagged. I thought you were done with your. <laughs> No, no, that's totally fine. I, I like uh, I like back and forth. I sometimes don't like to hear myself talk too much. <laughs> yeah, so so cycling, much, so. the muscle groups would be the same as like you know looking at your life and you know really recognizing different areas of your life that that need a little bit of work and attention, right? Exactly, uh, and you know when it comes to like success, and I hate to use the word success because you know what is success and um, success can be defined in so many areas mm -hmm. but in today's society when we look at success you often think of you know money um, affluence I, influence and affluence <laughs> yeah but when it comes to whatever sort of success you want, I think of it as, and this is where the perspective comes in, into play. Um, I think of it as you know, a mountain, like trying to mount it. And the problem is people have this mentality, right? This perspective that, you know, the uh, world owes them something. Right, mm -hmm. they're entitled to something, and they're looking away to get to the to the mount top of the mountain as quick as possible. Right, mm -hmm. very narrow in terms of perspective on that. When 
There is no elevator. There is no quick way up this mountain. While you're looking for that at the bottom, I'm already halfway up the stairs. Oh, there's stairs on the mountain? God damn, yeah. I didn't know there yeah. were stairs. Yeah. I was over yeah. there cliffhanging. Yeah, there's stairs on the mountain. Uh, I, I was kerplunking, man. Jeez Louise, yeah. what were you? Yeah. Why didn't yeah. anyone show me where the stairs were? <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying, though, is you have to have that perspective where, you know, hard work, dedication, and that's what's going to get you. Now, Yes, it's gonna take it, time. I know, yes, it's step now. By I step. know, I know. This is a metaphor, but but how how can someone who you know, like with this metaphor of the mountain, and you know, you found stairs. I'm over there cliffhanging and kerplunking, right? And then and then we have the other people who you know were born maybe uh, to the the owner of the mountain who got a ski lift. Our gondola glad, to the top. I'm glad you asked this question. You know, I like like that that makes me like, hey, like, why are they so damn special? Like, where's my gondola ride? Like, right. I mean, you know, you can afford. Hey, one. man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <Yeah>. So, like, <laughs> why why is our system? Because I know, I know that this is probably the same on other continents i have unfortunately only been to the american continent uh i am not world i have children you can't travel all that well you know I, i'm not saying you can't i just i don't it's find difficult. it easy to travel with children um right. but you know i i've noticed that that is our society that is the society we live in and i know it there's is. other countries that have different systems where it's a little bit more balanced, maybe. Maybe that's just how America likes to view other people. I don't know. I feel like it's more even in in other places, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know. Am I wrong? Am well, I right? I don't. No, know. no, you're definitely <laughs> right. Uh, you're definitely right. See, when it, when it comes to the mountain, not everybody starts at the bottom. This is a fact, just like you said, right? Everybody starts somewhere. Some people do start at the bottom. Some people do start below the bottom, underneath the ground even. Uh, some people start in the middle of the mountain. Some people start right closer to the top. Yeah, uh, and then they fall. They fall right off the mountain. Right, that's the thing. <laughs> Just because you start somewhere and somewhere good doesn't mean you're going to get anywhere. See, you got to have the passion. you got to have the desire. you got to have the plan. Because, sure, you might be placed in the middle of the mountain while I'm at the bottom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you don't have a plan to go anywhere, you're just going to stay there. Just like going in your car, for instance. You go in your car, you turn on the GPS, and you don't put a destination in there, you go nowhere. You're going to be lost. I might have started, yeah, I might have started at the bottom, but I got a plan. I got a desire. I got a passion. Mm -hmm. I got a vision. And that's how I'm going to climb that mountain while you're just stuck there. Now, what, what do you say about, like, okay, so let's say you got a plan. You personally have a plan. Now, let's say I have a plan. We're both at the same place. We're like, hey, we're going up this mountain. Maybe even our plans are the same, right? And so we're like, we both got these great plans. We're, you know, like, I can't wait to see you at the top. We'll see who gets there first kind of thing. Now, you know in society, you know, statistically speaking, you're going to make it to the top before me. In fact, I might never make it to the top. And it's not necessarily because your plan was better or that you had more passion. It is because you are a man. And women might mm -hmm. not have, you know, that's not always the case. I'm not saying it's yeah. always the case. Yeah. But yeah. I just, you know, we also have other ethnicities that might have the same plan, the same gumption even. But why? Why does that you know, like we're talking perspective. This is perspective. This is true yeah. perspective because really there are people who have passion, who have worked their butts off and maybe they're disabled. Maybe they're female. Maybe their, uh, their sexual orientation turns people off and they don't get jobs for that reason. Or, you know, they're black and they just, they, they're not able to get the type of opportunities or whatever. Native American. Mexican, yeah. Filipino, Asian, doesn't matter. Yeah. If, if you, you know, 
if you look white and you're a white man, uh, no offense, man, no offense, because we can't choose. We can't choose so, how we're born, right? But yeah, so I'm actually. How do people uh, work with that? So, uh, okay, so that's an excellent question and kind of caught uh, caught me off guard on this. But I'm kind of glad that we're talking discussing about this because. Uh, I think too many people shy away from this because maybe it's uncomfortable, but you know what? It's the truth, though. And uh, we need to hear people's perspectives on this and you know how we can go about changing this system if we can even change it. Yeah, so, right. First and foremost, I'm not white. Uh, no, so, no. No, I'm, but, I'm but, actually but neither 50%, are right, neither Will Smith. Asian, actually. Right. I'm 50% Asian. So mm-hmm. um, in my life, particularly, I had everything going against me. You know, yeah. homelessness. Uh, I had a living disability, um, ADHD, depression, and you know, a bunch of other stuff. And I even got held back in school, too. Uh, I got put on meds, too. Adderall, you know, uh, you know, you name it, I've done it. And you know, you look at that now. Honestly, and I hate to—I I don't, I don't know if I even should say this—but if I was black, if I was any Indian, if I was any other race, in my eyes, going through that difficulty would have still strengthened me the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now let's talk about perspective. Let's talk about reality for a minute. Yeah. So. There is a reality. It's society's reality. Mm-hmm. I personally don't go by that because everything that I have gone through in my life, every single thing, people have said no. I've had people say no to me. I am not good enough. Or, you know, your English is not that good. Try harder. Bye-bye. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Or, you know what? Uh, you, know, you kind of look uh, Asian. You kind of look Mexican. You know, we're really looking... Know, the white people. And I've had those before too. You know, um, sometimes I got mistaken for being Mexican. People, uh, you know, people come up to me and start speaking Spanish. Granted, I took three years of Spanish, but I forgot to speak it. But it's like, hey, I'm not Spanish. But hey, you know. Um, no habla inglés. Or no, no habla español. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to remember how to speak Spanish again because it's such a huge language. But, but society puts a reality into place and says this is this is what it's going to be this is how it's going to be whether you're black whether you're asian guess what you, this is your reality black person this is your reality asian person this is your reality white person and mm-hmm. that's that mm-hmm. and there's a lot of shame in that there there's is. a lot of there shame is. and a lot of pain so how that, do people that fit in those boxes and those containers like you know even as a white person right there's a lot of you know, there's now a lot of stigma there. I mean, there's always kind of been stigma there. Anyway, yeah, like yeah. I have to be real careful about what I say and how I say it, even though I'm extremely accepting of everybody. I couldn't oh, be have- more accepting. You know, have- I couldn't possibly be more. Uh, but still, still, it's it's it seems that there's there's so much bad blood, so much uh, pain, pain associated with something I can't even I have no control over. You know, unless I were to be kind of like Michael Jackson, go try and, you know, bathe right. in bleach or something. But I don't think that would work for me. But <laughs> bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bad joke. Yeah, it's okay. Anyone offended, I apologize. But, um, but you know, how, how yeah. do you overcome your, your container, your box, so, your right. reality? So, uh, you know, this is, this, this is fantastic because we're really diving deep here you know, when it comes to perspective, mentality, reality. Um, so let me use an example. I got too many examples, but let me use one particularly interesting uh, military sergeant, wonderful lady. She uh, went to Germany for vacation. And, uh, you know, when she got back, we were talking and she said that she, you know, she told me about her vacation. And she said, you know, there was, there was a wonderful vacation. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, stress-free. All my problems were gone. I was happy. Blah, 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 blah. All these wonderful feelings. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, 
I'm so happy for you. I'm glad you enjoyed your, your vacation. You know, you obviously deserve it. Um, but let me ask you, what happened when you got back to the States? And this is what she said. I had to come back to reality. And to me, I asked her, you know, what the hell do you mean you had to come back to reality? Now, we've heard that people are going to say, hey, man, stop dreaming, snap back to reality, man. Today's Monday, I got to go back to reality. We've heard these things before, and you can't deny that we have it, because we probably said that, said it before, too. So I asked her, what do you mean by you had to go back to your reality? I said, why can't your reality be what it was like in Germany? Why? Can't your reality be just the way it was in Germany? Happy feelings, stress-free, amazing, wonderful. Because you have no control over your environment and the people in it. But you can't change people yourself. Yeah, you have control control of how you react. Right. You do. Exactly. And that's where the perspective comes into play. mm -hmm. So what if society is against you? There are so many people people say, you know, we're People are for everybody. I don't fully believe in that. People are against a lot of people. They don't want to see people to succeed. But those who succeed say, F society's reality, I'm going to make my own reality. And it starts up here and in here. Mm -hmm. So how do I do the best I can do given the crappiest society, crappiest situation I'm in? Yeah, Lazo, tell us. How are we going to do that? (laughs) I mean, there is no magic you know, magic pill or anything. and Oh, you know, man, no red pill, no blue pill. Unfortunately, I wish, I wish, though, I wish we were like The Matrix. That's a wonderful movie. Uh, I don't know that Adderall, but, man. I'm just, I'm uh, the Adderall definitely did some stuff, <laughs> for sure. No, no question. Um, definitely made me focus, no doubt about it. But, but that's what it, that's what it is, though, is, to it's people focused. say, yeah, I, I really want a new life. I really want this and that. And I said, well, if you want a new life, you have to have a new perspective because the new life comes from a new mind and a new way of looking at your life. Mm-hmm. You know? No, you can't really change society. Society is what it is for the most part. But you can change yourself. That's right. Day by day, step by step. You want to change the world, change yourself first. And how you look at the world. You know, one of the hardest things in life is waking up in the morning and stepping out of your door. Just that alone is the hardest thing. Oh my God, I know. I have all, you know, every every day I'm like, hey, I'm going to go take a walk. But you want to know what? I usually don't, even though I like all day, I'm like, I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to take a walk. But I know that if I wake up and I force myself, no matter what I'm wearing, no matter what I'm doing, I just go outside and I just start walking. I let my feet just keep walking. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to get, my feet will go. And I only got 20 minutes, so I'm just going to go down the block. I'll turn around and come back. But the minute I get out the door, it's so easy to walk a half mile, a mile and a half, three miles, whatever the mileage. It's like, it's the, it's getting to that doorway. And that's the same in like business exactly. too. It's like, exactly. Yeah, the ideas thing, waking are waking up and getting to a door, opening that door, stepping you out can spend of your house, years. stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out yep. of your old perspective, going into a new yep. perspective. But once you get there, it's like, hey, you know, this is not as hard as it was. You know, I I have what it takes. I got what it takes. And that's right. You know, if there are if there are things in your life that you don't have, you got to figure out. Well, how do I get that? What steps do I need to take? And it's not just do I, how do I do get I them or how own? do I have somebody give them right. to me? It's going out there and saying, okay, if I can't get it because I don't have the money, who can I talk to? How can I trade what I can do or have? Right. How can right. I make it myself? Or is this even something that I need? Or am I desiring something at a deeper level? Because I noticed a lot of people like, I really want da-da-da-da-da in my life, right? right. It's like this desire yeah. for yeah. the perfect mansion, right? You want this mansion. Yeah. But it, do you really want the mansion or do you want the feeling of security? Do you want the feeling of a home? 
what's the mansion really? It's aesthetically pleasing, right? It's aesthetically pleasing. You can buy a tiny home or like just an ugly, like rundown place. And over time, as you save money, you could build it into a mansion. That's not hard. I mean, as long as your HOA lets you, right? <laughs> but but I, I, I get what you're saying. And I totally agree. People have to like, they have to get to the threshold because I think too many people spend so much time planning and worrying about how they're going to get there. And like, even with me, I recently have, um, I was reached out to last year by like Ted talk people. And they were like, we want you to like speak at one of our things. I was like, that's great. I'm actually, I'm in the middle of a move. I can't really do that right now. Um, and I, I don't know where their contact went and I lost it. And I was, I was kind of dumb about it. Uh, I was like, yeah, I think, reach out again later. Um, I just, I don't have the time right now. And so, uh, I went, I worked on speech. I have a speech. It's like a 20 minute speech, super short, super sweet to the point. I'm ready right. for it, but now I have no Ted talk. I'm like, now what do I do? <laughs> How do I go talk? Where do I go talk? And so it's yeah. like, I've just been talking to my partner, like, I want to go do this. I'm ready to go do this. And uh, it's just, I haven't done it. So like, what? I, I'm doing it now in the podcast. That's the best I got for now. But and there's not just nothing wrong with that. The best you got is the best you got. And, you know, it's yeah. working. That's that's it. Uh, you know, I also had that, you know, when I was starting as, you know, motivational speaker and whatnot is, how do I get these opportunities in front of me? And what's the first yep. step? You know, and who you know, do you contact? So difficult? Who do I contact? All these different things. Yeah. Uh, you know, all and you know, all these could also become exclusive for yourself. Well, I don't know anybody. I don't really know what the first step is. I don't I don't think I got like there's so many different excuses. And that's your mentality, that's your perspective. So um yeah. but just if we start, start somewhere, even if it's small, you'd be surprised how it can it can grow with more steps you take. And yeah. that's that's literally what I did. I just applied. Uh, and I, just, I just, I mean, Google is a wonderful thing. So you just type in Google uh, and type in, you know, uh, call for speakers, uh, speakers wanted, those kind of things. Yep. And see what pops up and see if there is anything, uh, uh, any topics that they're covering that you can cover, that you have expertise in, or you have something that you can share uh, to the audience and to uh, better better society or community. Uh, and that's yeah. how you go about doing that. You know, research it and then go ahead and apply, apply for it. Uh, yeah, That's how you do it. And for those of you out there with business and you're like, I have this great business, it's already up and running, and like, how do I now get customers in the door? Um, I'm gonna tell you, I am great at the hustle. I, that's not like I'm not trying to beef myself up, but like I've had to market myself for so long that I hand out business cards when I go through drive throughs I hand out business cards when I go to Starbucks. I hand out business cards when I'm standing waiting for my kid to be re released from school. I'm handing it to all the moms. And it's not like, hey, you guys, I'm going to talk myself up. It's like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And if you want to hang out and go get some coffee, here's my business card. It has my phone number on it. I don't have my phone right now. You know, and then they have it and then they could refer people. And I've gotten so many clients who literally just found my business card on the floor because somebody didn't want it. They threw it on the floor and my card's pretty. It's shiny. Make your cards like literally speak. They have to be so beautiful and then just mark it and you don't have to say anything. You can literally just leave a stack of cards at the Starbucks. If you ask Starbucks, you have to ask them. You can't just leave cards places you can do it at gas stations you can like go around to businesses in your local town but like that's how you step out the door you have to you have to start if you want it you have to work for it you have to go out there and that's free marketing except for the business card expense right. but a lot but, of but, things but in this world start. yeah you i mean start. you can they get on instagram and stuff too but the goal is getting out there and doing it um and not talking so much about it i mean you could talk about it but you gotta you gotta take a little action a little action uh, plan. exactly and, and it all comes back down to you know uh, how you go about living your life how do you how you go about uh, you know your mentality and you know how you look at your life 
yeah. because if you don't look at it the right way, and the right way is simply this: I got what it takes, and I can do it. And here yeah. I go. Uh, and if you don't, if you don't have that thinking, then you're not going to go anywhere. That's and, right. And and that's the, that's the thing. Uh, let's 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 go back to perspective for a minute of one of the hardest, most difficult things in life. It's you. It is you. Society is difficult. Life is difficult. It takes courage just to live. You know, mm-hmm. it does. There's a French word, uh, and uh, courage means of the heart. So that's very, very interesting. But it really takes courage to live. But the the most difficult thing in life is is you. It's not society. It's not other people. But it is you. And yep. it might sound cliche. But it is because the only thing that's stopping you, you can say, well, but I don't have the family for it. I don't have the money for it. I don't have this and that. Okay, so what? There's a lot of people in this world that didn't have that. And they still mm-hmm. got somewhere and they, they became someone, someone they wanted to be, someone they desired to be. Mm-hmm. Because they pushed themselves out of the way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to do that. And that you, you won't overcome any any challenges unless you do it. Yeah. I mean, Sometimes I I can tell you, you overcome yourself. That is the challenge. Yep, yep. That I, is the challenge. I can tell you, I my most difficult clients. It's and you know, I I work with a lot of clients. I've had hundreds of clients, and I've only had about three or four of these types of clients, where the clients come, they expect miracles. Right. I I tell people up front, I can't heal you based on just like Hippocrates law, you know, which is the body heals itself. I do nothing besides facilitate the space and I direct the energy where it needs to go. But if you don't believe you can heal, you won't. If you don't believe someone can help you, I can't. And I've gotten a couple of clients who go into a session, they expect that just because, you know, they'll, they'll come in and be like, I've been to a thousand people and nobody has been able to help me. And, you know, my problem is so, you know, insurmountable, like, you know, whether it be, you know, a spirit has possessed them or whether it be their, their situation is hopeless, whatever, whatever mental illness or, you know, physical ailment, or they always say, I can't you don't you know like like i don't understand uh it's like you know nobody has been able to and the the thing is is when they're saying those things i always am pointing out you've already failed if you're saying you can't like what i tell my kids is i don't ever want to hear i can't you say i can't read well then you won't you'll never learn you've already failed you've already thrown in the towel you're not even trying you anymore. Yourself, You're done. You ask yourself a, a how. How yeah. can I? And, that, and then when you ask that question, now you're changing that perspective from I can't into the narrow perspective of I can't versus how can I? Now that's different. And but that's if, if they already have that defeated mentality, because I've, well, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I've had those people that come in, they are so, so convinced by their own subconscious mind you know whether their parents raised them in this in this way of like you know i i think it really is how you're raised by your parents or your teachers it's the influence of others right it as a child when your mind is so fragile right you really have to have people encouraging you and i know that if people are like oh you did this wrong you did this wrong you did this wrong it's you're going to think you can't do things because people have told you for so long that you can't. And I had that growing up, like still to this day, I have to really battle my own subconscious to get through things because even like cleaning my room, my mom would come in and yell at me because I didn't clean my room correctly. Like, how do you correctly clean a room? Well, I can tell you my OCD mother will tell you all the ways you did it wrong for the next two hours. From corner to corner, that's how you do it. Well, that's what my <laughs> therapist told me years later uh, but yeah. when i was a child i just right. i would pick the things up off the floor and do whatever or like if i had to clean my mirror i did i did it wrong 
I always did it wrong. Even if I did it the way she showed me, it was still wrong because it was never good enough. It felt like I was never good enough. And I think people who who perpetually believe they can't overcome their challenges were told in some subconscious way as a child that they weren't good enough, that their effort wasn't good enough, or they just received a lot of, you know, where they tried really hard and they failed and no one told them that even after failure, you have to keep pushing. You have to keep trying. The only reason I got this instilled in me is because when you're put into sports or extracurricular activities, like usually coaches don't let you just give up. They'll boot you off the team. And as a kid wanting to make friends, like that's embarrassing. I didn't want to go through that. So I kept pushing as as a softball player, even if you don't catch the ball and three people run into home, you lose three points for your team. What happens? Your coach tells you, okay, run the field. You know, that was, you were not paying attention. Um, We're going to practice this week on giving you some trick throws and trick hits and we'll try again next game. And you won't miss those hits again. We're going to work you. We're going to get you better. I think people really need to remember, even if it feels impossible, even if they can't do it, even if, you know, how many people have failed before them, they have to keep that hope. They have to remember they're the only ones responsible for their healing. They're the only ones responsible for whether or not they get that career or make that goal. Like you have to push through failure because if you don't, I mean, like what you can't ever succeed because then you just stay in the realm of failure. You fail and then you don't move. So you're just always a failure because you're not trying anymore. I mean, I mean, logically that's just what happens, right? You're just kind of sitting and failing. It really, it really is. Uh, and like it's, the mush pot. <laughs> it, it, it's really interesting um, about, you know, I think sometimes we take into people's uh, take into account people's opinions uh, way too seriously, and mm-hmm. and put it on a pedestal greater yeah. than our own, and and that dictates our capabilities of what we can do, what we should do, what we could do, what we would do, and that especially parents, a, especially yeah, parents, unfortunately, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, yep. Parents, uh, friends, teachers, professors, yep. even coaches sometimes. Uh, Partners, boyfriends, partners, girlfriends. Yes. Absolutely. And, and that's a major problem, too. And society, too. I mean, society says you can't do it. And you take that and you accept that. Yeah, that's a problem, too. Uh, but that all goes back down to perspective and mentality. and. Um, mm-hmm not putting other people's opinions over yours because it's not what people say about you that matters it's what you say about you that ultimately threatens or goes toward the destiny that just needs to go i i think that that's such an interesting way of phrasing that because as you said that i also thought about how you know even your parents, right? Like your parents are there in your life, but then eventually you have to leave. You have to leave them. And right. and a lot of people carry those opinions or those, those belief systems yeah, they yeah. earned from their parents. But the truth is, is people's opinions and people's perspectives and how they view us and how they perceive us really should leave us when we leave that person's presence. Like I, as you spoke that, I was like, Man, I I wish I'd thought of that sooner because I take pe- what people think of me so seriously. I'm constantly, even when I meet people, I'm like, you yeah. know, uh, what's your, am I okay? Am I, am I, I'm yeah. so nervous and self-conscious yeah. and I didn't used to be like this, but a lot of social rejection turned me into this extremely socially anxious person who is always worried what people think who's always worried if I'm saying the right things or if I'm too loud, too rambunctious, too overwhelming, too much, because I was told I was too much. And I like myself, but other people didn't, like a lot of other people. Um, I don't really still to this day don't know why, but I wish I'd left those people and their opinions. Like those people aren't in my life anymore. I wish I just left the opinions with them, just like, Thank you for your your input. It is, uh, you know what? You can put it in my comment box uh, in the trash can. 
yeah. but I, I wish there, I wish it was that simple as if you can just say, well, you know, just stop caring what people think. Uh, yeah. But that's, it's almost not, like saying, it, it that's almost like saying, you know, stop breathing. Uh, because yeah. unfortunately, the case is we do care about what people think. Uh, and it's almost like a habit of asking people's permission of, hey, do you think I can do this? Think I'll be any good at this? And we've said, I've said it before. Am I too times. loud? Yes. There's, there's so many things that we ask for. And it's funny because they're not living your life. They're mm-hmm. not, but you let their opinions, you let their perspectives of what you can do, like I said, dictate what you can do, how you, the quality of your life. They're mm-hmm. dictated by others who aren't even really in your life, who aren't living in your shoes. You know, it's, it's like a book, for example. You know, when you're 80, 90 years old, 100 years old, however long you live, there's going to be a book. And it's going to say, Emily and all her adventures. It's not going to say Laszlo out there. It's not going to say me. It's not going to say. Anyone. Well, you'll have your own gonna... book that'll say Laszlo, and I'll have exactly. my book that says Emily. Exactly. Yes, and in that book, we as people need to change our perspective in thinking that we are the hero of our story. Mm-hmm. Yes, there will be people surrounding us that we love, that we have friends with. But ultimately, it is our story. And they also have their own story. And we may be a part of that story. Yeah. It may be a chapter. But ultimately, at the end of that book, at the end of the book, it's going to say, Emily was her hero, was her own hero. Yeah. And she lived or, or, or she the wasn't. It, it depends on the, per- but, but, turns on the, the perspective thing, right? Right, exactly. Uh, but what kind of role time. are you guys going to play in your life? Are you going to be the hero, I mean, the villain, you, I, the, the I mean, bystander? <laughs> the actually read a uh, uh, paragraph about we, we're either the, either the hero or the villain or somewhere in between. But for the most part, we do strive to be the hero. Everybody uh, strives to be the hero. Everyone I, strives. People, yeah, everyone strives, but sometimes it's fun being the villain. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that. I mean, I I I have an understanding based on the conversations I've had with my guides that you know I I ask them like why people like Hitler existed like why would any soul choose that path right and my guide said exactly along those lines is. It's not necessarily it's fun to be the villain, but everybody, as they go through their reincarnations or whatever, they can be anybody. And that person had such an impact on the world and in as a negative, but also as a positive, because we as a society, we as a collective now understand how much power one individual could have if given that power and how painful and horrible that could be and how much harm a human one human being can do to a civilization like a whole global civilization and i was like so why why is that available to us and it's because you know to to him he was the hero to himself he was the hero and his perspective was he was the hero yeah that's correct correct and souls all of us, we love television. Reincarnation is television, but like virtual reality level, you know? You get to be a new character and see life from their perspective. So people go and relive that reality so that they can understand his perspective and why he saw the world that way and why he chose to make those choices. And, you know, I think that's, you know, I don't know if if all that's true. I trust my guides and their, what they tell me but i thought that was such an interesting and like non-biased way of of perceiving reality and their perspective of the whole of of all of human consciousness like why do people do what they do why are bad people the way they are and it just was an interesting perspective on on why people make those choices uh there there are reasons most definitely there are reasons uh, but I, I do like what you said uh, that in his perspective in his mind he was 
doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. He was saving he people. Was, yeah, that's what that's what he's thinking. Of. And I don't I don't know if that's really true or not. No. But <laughs> not, logically, logically though, his perspective made sense in terms of he was the hero. He was doing the right thing, and he was you know. Uh, to him, some casual some casualties, you know. Flawed belief system, but in that belief system, it was the truth. In his personal belief system, he was living by truth and he was doing right by that belief system, which all comes down to belief systems are a part of perspective. And we all have belief systems. It is. And we all have, you know, these these belief systems. And I mean. And that but comes that, down to then even seeing who's right and who's wrong. And, oh, man, this is such a great topic. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll do that another time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I just want to uh, say uh, there's a big difference between knowing what's right and what's wrong and doing it anyway. Yep. Perhaps Hitler was naive enough to believe that what he was doing was right. Had he mm-hmm. known what he was doing was wrong, and he did anyway, that's a different story, though. Oh, absolutely. Knowing that it's wrong and you do it anyway, that's different. It is. But there's a there's a moral way there. And believing that it's, it was the right thing, that's also different. Mm-hmm. I find this topic very. That gets into philosophical because then it's like if we talk about spirituality and you know like heaven, like you know not everybody who's listening believes in heaven, but if so, right? Like let's just even talk about the karmic impact of you know being faced with your belief system says you do these things, and in your belief system you're doing things right, like um, nine eleven. They believed they were doing something for their belief system that would get them right. into heaven with a bunch right. of beautiful women. Um, right. That's, I mean, like if I were a guy, I mean, that sounds like a great deal to me. Um, but the thing is, is that they thought they were doing the right thing. So do they actually go to their heaven? Do they get the reward if they follow that belief system because that's part of their belief system? are our individual belief systems what shape our reality because that's kind of what we're talking about with perspective does the individual belief system shape yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean that's all perspective too because some people might think what's right is hurting people that's kind of what uh sociopaths and 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 psychopaths kind of they that's their that's that's how they feel feel that's how they they start to feel happy and passion and so, I mean, this is such a deep topic to really dive into is the power of perception on our our actions and the steps we take and, and the types of choices we make in our lives. It, it really is. It, you know, it's, it's such a huge topic that cannot easily be covered uh, in an hour. all at once. It, <laughs> it, it's already been an hour, I believe. But it's, it has. Uh, it, uh, but it, it's... But I want to keep going because it's such good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But you don't have time. I mean, it's my brother's birthday. Oh. Uh, He's in New York, by the way. So I got to, I got to, yeah. FaceTime. Absolutely. Uh, I have to. Must. So, but one thing I really want to say is, like, what, what, okay, let's talk quickly, talk about your listeners. Every day you should ask yourself, what is your perspective or what is my perspective on life and is my perspective taking me to the path that i want to take or that i want Mm -hmm. to go towards and if it's not what perspective must need must must need to be changed for me to Mm. turn that direction because we got we obviously have to know this one single thing that we are the captain of our ship and the master of our soul and as mm-hmm. a captain, we decide where that ship goes. Left, mm-hmm. right, back, straight. So when this, when this episode ends, and when you guys hear this episode, ask yourself, what's my perspective 
And is it taking me where I want to go? And if not, what do I have to do to change it? And it's not easy to change it, but one little change can have a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. I truly believe in that. I think that's, that's really a powerful practice. And you guys can even like, like drop that down into specifics in your life. Like when you start to feel upset about an aspect of your life or dissatisfied with an aspect of your life, take a moment, take a deep breath and use that practice where, you know, what is my perspective? Like, why is, why am I so dissatisfied? Why am I sad? What is my perspective that makes me feel that way? And see if you can shift the feeling through just shifting your perspective. Um, you know, a good one would be like, you know, uh, Laszlo missed his interview. I was like, oh no, I've been talking this guy up all month. What am I going to do? But I took a moment. I said, you know what? Maybe he wasn't meant to, to be this month's guest. You know, maybe I just need to like find someone else. And it's so weird because 30 minutes after, you know, uh, he, he missed the interview, somebody commented on some, some posts I made a couple weeks ago about gratitude and Ho'oponopono, and she ended up being our guest. So it worked out really well. I believe in synchronicities. I believe that things line up. And this conversation that we've had uh, is really important to what's going on in my life right now. And this lined up synchronistically for me and helping me to put perspective on my own situation that seemed extremely bleak until this this enlightening moment where now I can really use your practice. I can take the assessment of my situation, look at my perspective and see how I can shift my perspective so that I can get back in alignment with my goals. So I, thank I you wanna, so much wanna, for that. You're welcome. I want to say, uh, think of it like a phoenix. For an example, and I love using a phoenix that's so ancient and majestic and whatnot. But but a phoenix lives for hundreds of years, right? Mm -hmm. It's immortal. It dies and then rebirths from the ashes. Mm -hmm. Taking into account everything it's learned over the hundred years, and now it's rebirthed itself stronger, faster, more knowledgeable, and so on and so forth. Think of it like that. As you change your perspective, you are, in, you are, in fact, having a new rebirth, a rebirth in mindset, a new life. And that's so important, just like the phoenix, as it dies and then rises up, it has a rebirth. Our perspective, every time it changes, we also are having a rebirth a new life and that's where it begins new life comes from a new perspective and you can have a new life every single day oh i love that i love that so thank you so much and if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners uh where they can find you and what you've been up to and okay. you know let them know where you know what they can reach out to you for, or if you have any books or lectures they can check out. Uh, yes. So, um, fastest way you can uh, get in contact with me is through LinkedIn. Uh, just type in Laszlo Heckler and, you know, uh, I'll, I'll leave the up. link in the description below, you guys. Link, all the links uh, will be below. <laughs> yep. If you want to take a look at any of my speeches, go ahead and just type in. You know, my name on Google, I'll just pop up. Um, and in terms of what you guys should look forward to, um, I will be having some prototypes for my company. It's Achieve 180 Incorporated. And it's all about, it's a clothing company, but it's all about perspective and changing your mindset. And one of the things is, uh, the, one of the symbols for my company is the phoenix, mm. and I use that. So uh, when the time comes, uh, product launch will be sometime in April or May. You guys can take a look at that. Just type it in, achieve 180, and then it'll pop up as well. But uh, 
coming December 13th. I have an interview. I should be on TV, uh, public broadcast station. So check up on that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, for all of those listening, I will be sure to include all those uh, details in the description. And uh, yeah, well, we we really appreciate you joining us today, Laszlo, making making the interview. I think we talked about some some really interesting and deep topics, and I I hope that this has opened up some some interesting, I guess I guess philosophical questions for the listeners because I know it has for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed this because this was this is a back and forth conversation, uh, uh, very organic, and most importantly, it was it was fun. Uh, I don't know how to describe that. I guess you can say I'm glad. Things worked out the way it worked out now, and we chose this topic to talk about because it's, I mean, it's, I think it's the right topic to talk about now. So it start. is. It it really, Sometimes it really it fit in. for a reason, and it's, uh, it's perfect. So I'm it just was. so happy that we got to, we got to finally do this. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you all for listening and tuning in. I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week after week. I I hope you guys will uh, continue to tune in for our episodes uh, twice a week, every week. And thank you guys for doing all the hard work. Thank you guys for asking yourselves the hard questions or, and for really diving deep into your shadow work and into your, your own healing processes and evolution as individuals. It, it means the world to me that I'm able to give you guys a platform to really like soul seek and, and to hear perspectives of so many different people from so many walks of life. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I hope you continue to ascend together. Have a good day, guys. Bye. ascend to the next level this is rainbow raja your spirit guide calling please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times i'm just here to remind you to take some time today support rainbow's rising podcast
go. Join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon. Get some stickers. Custom tarot cards. Check out the merch. The merch. You know you want to. Go connect with Rainbow Raja. Maybe even get a session. Who knows? Your support helps make this show possible. And she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension. <laughs>